Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about Lemonade by Beyonce, released in 2016 under Parkwood Entertainment and Columbia Records, and my guest is Tiff. Hello. <laughs> welcome back, Tiff. I'm here, having a great time, dancing in my seat. Dancing in your seat, ready for another episode of the pod because you are a returning pod guest. Yes, I was there for episode two. Episode two, so you were one of my OG guests. I know, right? When you were like figuring things out and just starting, I feel very blessed that I was part of the initial process. I feel blessed that you came and did it with me. And now you here you are, 10 episodes later, we're here for episode 12, still just as lovely as ever, ready to talk music with me. So excited. Already drunk. Already <laughs> drunk. But um, I'm so happy to have you back, Tiff. So thank you so much for coming back. And for anyone who didn't listen to episode two yet, I highly encourage you to go back and um, listen to Tiffany and I talk about Blonde by Frank Ocean because it is one of your favorite albums, if not your favorite album, Tiff. It is one of my favorite albums. And I feel like it's one of the top albums of the decade a thousand percent and interestingly enough also came out the same year as lemonade it did another album that's also one of the greatest one of, the of this decade <laughs> the second best of the decade um so yeah tiffany and i basically the cole's notes version on how tiff and i became friends is that we started work together we met through our mutual friend carrie who was my guest on episode five and uh ever since you've just been like my work wife Yes, yeah. exactly. And I'm so happy you're she here. She brought Thank me you. a cupcake this week. I did bring you a cupcake. It was a Rudolph cupcake. I made it from scratch. <laughs> and by scratch, I mean I bought cake mix and I made it. It was very soft. It melted in my mouth. It was delicious. Good. I'm glad, Tiff. So, Tiff, obviously, you and I both love this album. Really excited to talk to you about it. But before we get into it, for anybody who maybe doesn't know a lot about Beyonce, um, she's obviously one of the biggest pop stars in the world. But we did a little bit of a deep dive on who she was and how she came to be the Queen Bee. So what do you say we get into a little bit of drunk history and then we'll talk about the album? I'm all for it. Okay, so who is Beyonce? That is the question. Beyonce is Beyonce Knowles Carter. She's a singer, dancer, actress, and activist from Houston, Texas. She grew up singing in school and church choirs, and when she was only eight years old, she was paired up with Kelly Rowland and Latavia Robertson to form a group on the show called Star Search. I didn't realize she met Kelly so early in life. Yeah, they've been friends for a long time. Since she was eight years old? Eight years old. It was like a thing, because like her dad was like the, the dad manager type yes, deal. So I, I think, remember her dad being the manager. Yeah. yeah, so he kind of like paired them up and like figured them out, and then they went on Star Search, and they had like a girl group on Star Search. Well, from that it became destiny's child yes. dc 1996 and that was when latoya luckett was added to the band and they went on to release huge singles bills 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 and say my name being only two miss or what's the one from charlie's angels independent women independent women part, part one. Two. Oh wait what's part one is it not part two i think the one from charlie's angels is part two but is there a the part one, one like song? my girl drew and cameron d and yes that one that's part two Oh, so I don't know what part one is. Is there a part one? I Maybe thought it was. I two. just always thought it was part one, but I, I don't could know if be it's wrong. Necessarily like a confessions part deal where there's confessions <laughs> part one, confessions part two. It might be just like. Also, Kiara has a confessions episode, so listen to I that. I do episode seven. <laughs> if you want to go back and listen, so huge. They were wildly successful. Um, in 1999, Latavia and Latoya left the group, and they were replaced by Michelle Williams. And the most well-known lineup of Destiny's Child obviously then became the trio so michelle kelly and beyonce uh, overall destiny's child has sold over 60 million albums globally that's crazy insane right so they were wildly successful but that didn't stop queen b from going solo finding her path her first solo single was oh three bonnie and clyde which featured the man jay-z soon to be her husband came out in 2002 and then her album Jan dangerously in love came out in 2003 and huge singles off this record as well baby boy me myself and i and naughty girl and crazy in love Oh my God, I forgot Crazy in Love. That's a great one. That's the biggest one. And That's I like the first one. 
I just noticed that I'm looking at my notes now. I'm like, shit, Crazy in Love's a big one. And then obviously, you know, five years later, she married Jay-Z. Since then, she's released five more full-length studio albums and sold over 100 million records worldwide. So like, think about that for a second. As a part of Destiny's Child, they sold 60 million albums. Beyonce on her own has sold over 100 million. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? She was the star though. Like everyone loved. She was the star. Yeah. <laughs> Every, like everyone wants to be Beyonce. Yes. Like out of the three, Beyonce. I was Beyonce was like number one for me. Like, like, Kelly am, number two. Solid I am number Beyonce two. always. <laughs> <laughs> the album that we're talking about today, Tiff, is Lemonade. It was a highly successful album. It was groundbreaking and it crossed multiple genres, including R&B, hip hop, gospel, rap, country, a little bit of grunge in there. It was released on Tidal, which is Jay-Z's streaming site in 2016, and it became the best selling album of the year. So I guess it would have beat out Blonde in that regard, but still, it. still <laughs> a good album. Um, and it was also accompanied by a full length HBO visual album that features the music in the album with the music videos. And the big singles here, Formation, Sorry, Hold Up, Freedom, featuring Kendrick Lamar and All Night. The album was nominated for nine grammys and it won two that year and i will never forget watching that grammys broadcast when album of the year went to adele Adele, she was so shocked she was shocked and she was just like she was like the artist of my life is beyonce and i can't i can't accept this award and then she's like this is your award oh her grammy broke on stage she broke her it was like right after her acceptance speech her her grammy broke like the the uh, the francophone the francophone part from the not it's not a francophone though what's it called i don't know francophone's french person Oh, the, too much alcohol. Yeah, the gramoph- gramophone. Gramophone. Yes, there we go. The gramophone part broke off, and then it was the bottom. And so she was like so excited because she's like, no, you can have half. Like, we <laughs> can like, share it. It's like that Mean Girls movie where, like, here, you have part of this crown. Yeah, you, you share, <laughs> share it. Share it. That was basically what it was. But I'll never forget, like, Adele just being like, no, no, like, this is yours. Like, I. It was hers. It was hers. Absolutely. It deserved to be hers. I'm, as much as I love Adele and as much as I love that album, this was, this That was like a huge upset. Same thing with the upset with like Macklemore winning best album over Kendrick I'm like how dare you are you fucking kidding me (laughs) sorry am I allowed to swear because I just did you're allowed to swear Um, now the concept Lemonade's a concept album and the concept behind it at the forefront is infidelity yes especially that of her husband Jay-Z which we've now learned but it became as a shock to everybody when the album came out and the other big part of it though is hey like when life gives you lemons you make lemonade she took a very rough situation for her and she turned it into art and that was her lemonade and like what she implies is like like it's an album about male pattern infidelity but then it can be broken with forgiveness but like not before she like smashes a few things along the way yeah, you have to be angry about it. Like yeah, you, you can't to. just like that's take part it. of the process. Like you have to like kind of like accept, get angry about it, and then kind of come to the self realization on how you want to deal with the situation. Absolutely. So this is actually the second album we've done on cheating because Confessions by Usher was Usher, but it was in fact the producer Jermaine Dupri's story being told where he cheated on his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. In this case, Beyonce is the one who got cheated on. The same same theme, but incredibly different takes on it because they're coming from the opposite perspective. Okay, so Tiff, on the topic of when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. We have made our own lemonade today, but we've added a secret ingredient, which is alcohol. Because on this podcast, we get drunk. Yes, we do. It's baked into the name. There are no surprises. (laughs) So the drink that we are drinking today is sweet whiskey lemonade. And it is probably the easiest cocktail I have made to date. Because all you need is two shots of whiskey, six shots of lemonade, and some lemon for garnish. And boom. And it's very refreshing. It is very refreshing. It is very tasty. It's sweet. It tastes like whiskey. It also matches my sweater because I'm in theme Tiff today. has a yellow sweater on. She's <laughs> on theme. She's on brand. And we're going to enjoy these drinks uh, over the course of us discussing this album. So Tiff, what do you say we get into it? I'm ready. 
Okay, so Tiff, can you tell me a little bit about how you started listening to Beyonce and then how you came to listen to Lemonade? Of course. So obviously, Destiny's Child was massive for me growing up. Um, late, I think it was like a late 90s, early 2000s time when I was like super obsessed with like R&B and hip hop. So back in the day, I was gifted a yellow stereo player. And what I would do was I'd listen to Kiss Honey 2 at the time. Um, and they used to have like top eight at eight or top seven at seven. And I would always wait for that part of the day so that I could record the Say My Name song. And I'd just listen to it over and over again. So that was like the jam for me when that's how I came to know of Beyonce and Kelly and not Kelly. Latoya and Latavia. Yeah, Not so much the other two. I only like it was just Beyonce and Kelly for me. After Destiny's Child, like I followed Destiny's Child throughout their, you know, their career and their success and then I followed Beyonce's solo career shortly after but then afterwards I only followed Beyonce based on her like singles only like I never okay I never listened to albums two to five per se because so like the like the Sasha Fierce era wasn't like a it wasn't like you had Halo but like maybe not like I only knew of the singles like like I wrote down some of the ones that like I actually paid attention to which was like Single Ladies I loved Diva loved Party Love on Top Drunken Love but I never kind of got I never um listened to any of her albums until Lemonade actually interesting okay but the thing is I always admired Beyonce from before like I've seen her live performances at the Grammys or like at any you know music award show and she's always so fierce so fierce you just you just legit get mesmerized and then you kind of almost feel a sense of empowerment and like pride when you watch her perform so I've always respected her from a distance like yes I don't listen to her music very often but I do know some of the bangers that I like and I do respect you as a pop artist. That's yeah. So I kind of had a similar experience. So I didn't really listen to Destiny's Child when I was younger. Um, What? Like, again, similar to like the way that you described, like admiring Beyonce from afar and knowing the singles. That was my relationship with Destiny's Child. So I really only knew their hit songs, like the ones we talked about. Um, Survivor. I forgot about that one. Oh, Survivor. Okay, so it's like stuff like that. And I was like, I knew the videos, like whatever, but I was never like a really big Beyonce fan or like, you know, like I I didn't have a favorite member. Like I was just kind of like they were in the background for me. I also really applauded her showmanship. I distinctly remember when she did her Grammy performance um, and it was during the Sasha Fierce era. So she sang If I Were a Boy, but then she in the middle cut to You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette and then went back to If I Were a Boy. I never saw that performance. It was such a good performance. And even when she did, um, when she announced she was pregnant with blue and she did that uh vma performance oh yes with the love on top and it was just never ending and she kept on going higher and higher and like where are these vocals at the end and you're like wait what (laughs) what is happening and like was kanye there he's like clapping and like kanye was like freaking out he was was freaking out on jay-z of my life yeah yeah yeah. but so i remember seeing that stuff and same as you where i was like i was literally just like blown away by she could sing she could dance she sounded like amazing like you know when people sometimes sing live and they're dancing it's like they're all breathy and like whatever like she does not miss a beat um her homecoming um netflix special is like unbelievable to watch because she's like such a performer she's so powerful but then you see her in interviews and she's so like quiet and like she's complete alter ego on stage i have not seen her interviews ever well because she's not like a big like um she's never really in the spotlight much you know what i mean i I hear she just she doesn't like doing interviews like she never no because she's shy but oh that's that's so it's her alter ego that's on stage which she's called which is called sasha fierce okay so that's like what gives her the power to like be on stage and be powerful is like her alter ego or whatever so i've always really admired that because like she's so like demure and very poised and stuff and then she gets on stage and she's like a fucking monster you know what i mean (laughs) in a good way like in the best she's a perfectionist too because of the Virgo in her, she's like super. You know, she's a Virgo. I yes, I do. I follow. <laughs> I follow a lot of 
astrology accounts and whenever it's Virgo season, Beyonce's face is like literally it's all Beyonce. <laughs> it's all Beyonce. I think she's absolutely amazing. Um when it comes to the Lemonade album, I was actually in New York when it dropped. I went on a trip with my brother and our friend Tay and um we went to go see Stephen Colbert. Oh nice. And that was the day after she released the album or something. I remember so we're in the audience or whatever and they were doing a cold open. So they had like a pre recorded segment that they were gonna show us of Stephen. And so they're playing it and it's like Stephen Colbert dressed in yellow much like yourself today all dressed in like this yellow suit swinging a baseball bat around his office and just like breaking shit or whatever in slow motion and like we're all sitting there and we're like what is this like what like some people in the audience were like laughing and we're like i don't like i don't get it <laughs> like what is this reference this was on the day of the album the release after. after so the day after the album came out and the hbo special went live oh i see like he like jumped on it like he like whatever that was very it. quick like who Super has time quick. to like overnight like and we were traveling like we didn't realize like I didn't know the album was out because I didn't follow her career like super religiously um so I had no idea but then I remember being in New York being like what and then I got back to Canada and I was just like oh shit like it was Beyonce this entire time it was Becky with the good hair and then once I heard it all the way through I was like this album is game changing like she she went into every possible genre that she she could have with the exception of like I don't even know what she like electronic maybe she didn't do like anything techno but like mm -hmm. Every other genre, she like dipped. She, yeah, she dipped in every single genre throughout the entire throughout album. Throughout the entire album. And it was like, but it never stopped being Beyonce. Like, I think that's really hard to do. And like, she didn't just make, like, this wasn't just making another album. Like, this was obviously an experience for her and probably a cathartic experience for her at that, given what she had gone through in her marriage. Mm -hmm. And so for her to go through something like that and then want to make art out of it mm -hmm. like that's really admirable to me because like and like the, the theme of cheating I mean like you can look at it a couple different ways and obviously people people are gonna like I remember when I heard about it and like when I heard about what the album was about I was like are you fucking kidding me I was like Jay-Z you're married to Beyonce Beyonce you are married to Beyonce and you cheat on Beyonce like are you kidding you're a fucking me? idiot like you're a fucking idiot like I I'm siding with Solange kicking him in the elevator at the I Met love Ball. Solange I was just like I cannot but like I can't believe him like why would she why would she forgive him but to your earlier point too there's this theme of forgiveness and her moving forward um with jay-z and being committed to him regardless of you know it's it's kind of like the really true embodiment of um for better or for worse like in sickness and in health i have to mention this um the first time i heard lemonade was on because she, she released it on a saturday and i happened to be at a music listening party because i used to be part of this um little music group of pretentious are you calling folks? yourself pretentious i know i don't like being pretentious but like at <laughs> the time um we had like a music listening group and all of a sudden i was like oh like beyonce just released her lemonade album immediately downloaded it and the first thing that we that we did as a group was read all the songwriting and production credits and we're like what the hell like ezra koenig from vampire weekends on this album the yaya yeah are credited jack white jack white james, james blake, blake. soldier boy it was soldier boy. boy tell him. yeah 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 soldier boy tell him yeah, yeah yeah and then father john misty so i was like this is gonna be an, an interesting musical review so we listened to it from start to finish and like i, I could t be, me being like a massive james lake fan i could tell which part like which tracks that he had collaborated with Beyonce on it definitely had a stamp on it for sure yes yeah I think I was just so blown away by like her being able to share something that was like well first of all pretty damning for her husband but also even for her because I think she came under a little bit of fire when people are like why are you still with him like then why like like I thought why you, were, do you yeah it's kind of like contradicting sometimes because it's like you're this powerful woman but then you choose to stay with a man who has cheated on you so it's like well it's like what do I believe but then are you stronger because you were able to like find forgiveness within that and like become stronger as a couple like it's just it's kind of like it could i go don't know if ways. i could pull a beyonce 
if I was in no. that situation, I think I'd me be like, as a person, <laughs> me as a person, like strike one, you're done. Like I, there's no second chances here. Like you, you lost. You're like, my husband looks at another person. Like, <laughs> but literally like, no, like, cause the minute that trust is broken, like why the fuck would you bother to like put yourself through that? Like you could, it's too hard to rebuild that trust. And I don't have enough time to like, anybody got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Do you remember, it's funny. Um, when you were saying that, it made me think of in the video for telephone with Gaga and Beyonce. I love that song. Yeah. And they're driving and Beyonce's like, you know, Gaga trust is like a mirror. You can fix it if it's broken. And Gaga goes, yeah, but you can still see the crack in that motherfucker's reflection. <laughs> that's kind of how i feel with this album yeah. where i'm like i'll look at jay-z and i'm like i see you jay-z you're still like, a cheater bitch you're still a cheater like i don't know why she loves you but like you better hang on tight and you better not fuck anything up again okay tiff so what do you say we start talking about some of the songs that we really love i'm totally into it right now you're so ready ready what's like your favorite song off the record if you had to pick your favorite off the top it's weird because like it just worked out so perfectly i really enjoy the first four tracks off the album and the last four if i had to pick one i think we should talk about hold up first Let's talk about Hold Up. So what is it that you like about this song? Um, so you already knowing this, me being like and growing up as an emo kid. I was obsessed. Um, same. <laughs> same, twinsies. I was obsessed with the yeah, yeah, yeahs. I like, I loved that band. So Hold Up to me is like, it kind of reminds me of like my past as an emo child because a lot of the lyricism comes from um, the song Maps by the IIS. You know that yeah. that lyric like, wait, they, they don't, don't love, love you like, like I, I love, love you. you. And they have like the full band version and then also the acoustic version, which I is I love also, the acoustic version. It's so sweet and it's so, so raw. It's so sweet, yeah. I love it. You know who does a good cover of that song is The Fray. Really? I haven't heard they that. They do an amazing cover of that song. Interesting. I'll have to check really that good. out when yeah. I stumble on home. <laughs> Please don't stumble home. <laughs> Let's get you home safely. Um, so the reason why I brought up Hold Up is because there's so many songwriting credits on this track. But the backstory is that apparently like Ezra tweeted from Vampire Weekend. He tweeted, Hold Up, They Don't Love You Like I Love You. And he was just kind of saying, oh, like, oh, what if the song was Hold Up, They Don't Love You Like I Love You instead of Wait? And then three years later, he was in the studio with Diplo. And then they kind of used that tweet as inspiration for producing a track. And then a year or two later after that, he kind of reworked it some more and then presented it to Beyonce. And then Beyonce made it her own. That song came from like an emo track from... I don't even know when Maps came out. Do you remember? Uh, the first time I heard Maps was probably like Rock Band when Rock Band came out. So I want to say 2005, 2006. That seems about right, yeah. Because I was yeah. probably in like first year university at that point. In 2005, 2006, really? 2005, I was in first year, yeah. Were you really? I would have been in grade really five. showing my age right now. <laughs> Shit. Again, I, sometimes I forget that you and I are that far yeah, apart. Yeah, girl is in her 30s. <laughs> Kiara is not. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely appreciate that song. Um, it's definitely one of my favorites, especially. And then you watch the music video and like Beyonce is like, rocking her Roberto Cavalli dress like a luxury designer dress she's just like has a bad and like has a crazy look on her face and is just breaking shit like smashing cars there's fire hydrant yes fire hydrant everyone's like what the fuck is she doing <laughs> <laughs> this song wasn't on my like love list it's kind of more of a neutral track for me i still love it because similar to you i love the yeah, yeah, yeah sample in it um what i kind of liked about the placement of this song was the album starts off with pray you catch me mm -hmm. so i like how it went from pray you catch me with which is this like pleading desperation so she went from being sad to being pissed off like zero to 100 yes. real quick and she says her, my favorite line is i don't want to lose my pride but i'm a fuck me up a bitch yes and like, i love that line i love that <laughs> line because again this just like kind of powerful person where it's like sometimes yeah you have this aggression and sometimes you can't control I'm a it fuck me up a bitch i'm a fuck <laughs> me up a bitch um and i think it's interesting too how she talks about what's worse looking jealous or crazy because 
if you do have that intuition or you be you're suspicious of somebody is it worse to be like the crazy girlfriend who's like let me see your phone let me read your emails because oh i have God. this thought i don't know or is it like so or is it just like you're jealous like you know what i mean like is it all in your head or is it actually happening and i think yeah. that like dichotomy is is very interesting and psychologically tormenting though to whoever it's happening to and she's pretty clear too that she's not going to leave jay like she's not giving up on him even this early in the album because she says y'all know we were made for each other so i find you and hold you down so she's like i'm pissed at you i hate you in this moment but like at the end of the day like i'm gonna I'll stick get with you, you back bitch yeah like <laughs> I, I made a vow and i'm gonna stick with it like stand by your man she's again this is why i like her so much as an artist because she drops in like these easter eggs in these songs so in the bridge she shampled <laughs> she shampled shampled she shampled shampled she, she samples her own lyrics she says um a line about backseat loving in the car which alludes to uh the song partition where it's like drive a roll up the partition, partition please and then she goes like um like make that wood make that wood and i think like surfboard like yeah, raining on surfboard. that wood raining, raining on that wood it's a great great song it's not my favorite off the record but like i'll listen to it occasionally but then there's other times where i'm like i'm not in the mood okay interesting so but i think it's a strong i think it's a strong one i think it's a good one to start it off because i think it captures the essence of what she wanted to accomplish with lemonade Agree. and then it's it's like it's like the quint like when you think lemonade you think of her like with the baseball with bat the baseball and, bat and the yellow dress. dress yeah yeah exactly so great way to start it tiff i'm very happy you brought that one up first so the first one that i want to talk about as my favorite song off the record is don't hurt yourself featuring jack white nice i love jack white i think he's a genius um white stripes white stripes i love i also love his solo, solo stuff work, like yeah. blunderbuss and, and, and the raconteurs raconteurs i love all of that i think he's fantastic and i think he's like very cool like he's got third man records like i just like him as a person like i would love to meet him and have dinner with him one day totally platonic and just pick his brain and i find with his music what i like about it is that it's very overwhelming and it's all at once but it's still like work so he always has a lot of different things going on there's a lot of different like melodies weaved in there there's he uses a lot of different instruments and it's just like it's kind of loud and it's kind of crazy but it somehow all works and you hear that in this song where it's like the drums are kind of crazy and there's like uh vocal effects but it's like it's not too much like it all works in the grand context of what this song is and i wrote like angry beyonce yes bitch oh my gosh i also wrote angry soul rock and roll vibe powerful song also it has like led zeppelin samples in it along with with jack white production but I like how our keyword was angry. <laughs> angry. Angry Beyonce. One of the things I really like about this song is you can really see the Jack White influence. Um, one of his records off of Blunderbuss is called Freedom at 21. And he has this effect where he kind of sings the lyric and at the very end of the sentence, it it uh, goes really, really high. Like the pitch all of a sudden goes really high and it's mm-hmm. vocally distorted. And that happens here where she goes like, who the fuck do you think I, I is? is. Yeah. <laughs> and she does it again. Like you ain't married to no average bitch boy. Like it yes. kind of almost I love that lyric. And it's just a, like it's on this podcast we've talked about sad jams we've talked about mad jams we've talked about gym jams i'm like this is a bad bitch jam yes like this is like do not come for me and it's especially effective when you're walking have you ever listened to lemonade just like commute just like walking absolutely i'm literally on my walk over here i'm like mean mugging angry ass face but i felt very empowered i'm just like walking all angry feeling confident but that's what her music does to you sometimes you just like feel very powerful yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's okay to be angry too. It almost like, it, it like encourages you to like be fiery. And the whole theme around it too, when it's don't hurt yourself, it's like her saying to Jay, like, this is your brand too. Like, yes, don't diss me because you're dissing yourself. Exactly. Like the Carters are kind of a package deal. And like, look at it. Like, look what happened to like Jay-Z's rep after this, right? Like people were pissed. She's confident enough to know, like, if this gets out or bitch, when this gets out, like just you wait so like <laughs> don't try this shit again you gonna lose your wife yes exactly so like i i kind of noted this lyric like this is your final warning you know i give you life 
if you try this shit again, you're gonna you're lose, gonna your, lose wife. your wife. And that's like the end of the song. I'm like, damn, like damn, she's go. not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch? Um, I don't know if you felt this way too. Um, I kind of got like a a bit of an allusion to Childish Gambino, where she says, uh, "Beautiful Maine, I'm the lion. Beautiful man, I know you're lying." And in Childish Gambino, in 3005, he goes like, "Girl, why is you lying? Girl, why you Mufasa?" <laughs> And I thought that was kind of funny because then they're all that, so the, in and the Lion King, King together. together. Yes, it holy like, shit! Right? I can't believe you pieced that together. I, I would. Know. <laughs> I am that was av- <laughs> that is an amazing. That was amazing. I was pretty proud of myself for catching that one. I don't know if that was intentional. It was probably just a no, huge coincidence, but, but I thought it was pretty hilarious. Anyways, what is another song you love, Tiff? You knowing how much I love James Blake. Forward. We're gonna. Yes, exactly. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about forward. I wrote the first thing I wrote in my notes was I know Tiff is gonna love this one. <laughs> Exactly. And I know as per our last conversation on Blonde, you mentioned that you didn't like interludes, but Forward to Me is the only interlude off this album. It's only runtime is a minute and 19 seconds. And the reason why I love this one so much is obviously I'm biased, but I love James Blake and he has the voice of an angel and I've heard him perform Forward at his live shows, like probably. I've seen him like six times and he's performed Forward at least twice. But I wanted to note this song because i feel like it was like a great transition for the album it kind of kind of brought it from like the angry bitchy like i'm gonna cut you bitch stage (laughs) into like okay well like let's move forward from this let's talk about forgiveness reconciliation and just grow together as a family and there are some like there's very minimal lyrics in this song because it's only a minute long but i noted one that was like we're going to hold doors open for a while so it's kind of like like we're here let's talk about it let's kind of and not shutting anybody out if you're holding the door open for somebody you're waiting for them to come join you exactly so that's i thought it was a beautiful song and like if you just hear james alone like his vocals are he has a great voice beautiful voice and i even i did some research and i was like okay like how did i wonder how how they created the song together. So apparently Beyonce brought Blue Ivy into the studio when they met up with James Blake. And like James Blake is like on the keys, like just singing along to the track. And then Blue Ivy kept on shouting out, forward, forward. That kind of became the title of the track because... That's really cool. Because Beyonce was like, oh my God, my daughter is like super like into this word. So the song is now going to be called Forward. I love that. Yeah, it was super, I didn't know super that. Super adorable. I also have this song on my love list. I really love this track. And this song, yes, it represents this kind of turning point in the album. I think it comes right after Love Drought or maybe right before Love Drought. Right after Love Drought, but right before Freedom. Yes. So it's kind of like, again, this point in the album where she's like, she's going into the forgiveness stage. I like how he says, it's time to listen. It's time to fight. Because what I learned from The Office, <laughs> from Jim and Pam's tumultuous relationship near the season nine. Oh my gosh. Is so awkward to watch. So awkward to watch. But one of the characters in that they say they're like when you stop fighting that's when you kind of know things are over because you have nothing to fight for exactly so that's almost her being like you know what yeah this sucks and i hate you for doing this to me but i want to fight it out with you and i want to hash things out because i want to work on it and the only way like the only way out is through i think what was smart too about the way that they composed this song was it's very um like obviously james blake has his beautiful voice throughout it but then the end has that kind of distorted quality yes Moving forward is not easy. It's not clean. No. So the ending to me kind of signifies, yeah, we're going to move forward. But it's going to be fucking tough. It's going to get ugly and it's going to get distorted a little bit. But that's that's part of um, this journey that we're on right now. And it plays into like James Blake's like natural expertise because he's always been known as like the post dubstep prince when he first started making music. It was very bassy and very like deep and like warped. And I feel like he kind of added that to the Beyonce album. And I'm very glad that it was accepted as part of the album because it kind of... Sh- showed everyone who james blake actually is he has a voice of an angel but then he can get really dark at times and then it kind of just transitions 
that way to freedom. So good. Um, now, Tiff, I am noticing my drink is empty. So yes, you need a refill, girl. I could really use a refill. So do you mind if we take a quick break, get a refill, and come back? Let's take a break. I'm already one and a half in, and you're only one in. So okay, what the hell? Chill. <laughs> this is still my podcast. Insubordination. <laughs> the door. Okay, the next one I want to talk about is sandcastles. Oh, I didn't write this one down. So you don't like this one? It's on the like hidden list. Like you know how I said I mentioned that I like the first four and the last, and the last four? four. So this is the middle so that you like do you skip it though? I skip not gonna lie, I skip six inch. I skip Daddy Lessons that song's atrocious. We'll talk about that later. Oh my gosh, your face is telling me that you like that song, but I We're hate gonna it. We're gonna get to it. And then We're gonna get to it. I skip Love Dread as well. I literally go from sorry to forward. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool, 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 but not cool. So Sandcastles, it was a it was kind of a very close call for me between Don't Hurt Yourself and Sandcastles as my favorite song off this record. Because it's so raw and honest and Beyonce as a performer, as a songwriter, as a uh, a showman and everything, she's so meticulous. And this was a song that I felt like was very imperfect because like her voice breaks in the song. I did and hear that. Yeah, It's so just like, again, so raw. Um, and I think it's also, you know, it needs to be said too that the song was written by Malik Youssef and Vincent Berry uh, the second, And it was about Vincent Berry's ex-girlfriend. It was originally a song intended for Tiana Taylor. Oh, ended up going to Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, but ended up going to Beyonce kind of by default. When she says that too, like the part where her voice breaks is where she's like, like, what is it about you? Like what is she's like, what is it about you that I can't erase? Like as much as she's hating Jay-Z in this moment and as angry as she is, she like can't stop loving him. And I'm like, oh, that hurts. Like B, I feel you B. <laughs> okay. So I don't dislike Sandcastles. I do enjoy that song, but because it's very emotional, especially when I'm listening it, listening to Sandcastles in the car, it's like too much emotion, too raw. I skip it because I want the good vibes. So it's not that I don't like the song. It's because it's like a, it's a skippable, a skip. Oh my gosh. Drunk. Pause. She's drunk. It's a skippable track for me because I don't kind of want to be a dip. I don't want a Debbie Downer Not even vibe. if you're by yourself. You never want to like if perform I'm by a sad song in your, in your apartment. I do, but like that's Jeff Buckley to me. It's not Beyonce's Sandcastles. Okay. Okay. You okay. Know? Okay. 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 Cool. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate like Sandcastles. I feel like is an amazing song because I feel like it tells a story. It's like she's pouring her heart out in this song, but it's it's very serious, so I just normally skip it. That's so interesting to me because like I almost prefer listening to these songs, especially when I'm alone, because then I can really like I love to sing in the car. So when Sandcastles comes on in the car, I'm like belting like Sandcastles. Yeah, like literally, I'm like every promise. Like I'm like doing like <laughs> the vocal. Like I'm like getting my vibrato on. But it's uh, I think it was cool to see another side of her like that too because like you know she did songs off of um uh like something like a uh, Halo to me is a very mass, Halo. but it's like a mass manufacturing like pop yeah. manufactured song that's supposed to be kind of sweet but like doesn't it, it doesn't, doesn't translate the same way no i don't i just it feels robotic to me and it yes. feels very superficial and this one i don't think is and that's no, why that, i like this one i connected to but again it's a song i skip because i'm like i don't need to go into my deep dark place right now and that's fair tiff you're allowed to have an opinion on this podcast i've said it before and I'll <laughs> i invite you because i want you to challenge me Agree to disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. So what's one that you don't skip? What's another one that you don't what what's another one that you like? Should we talk about formation? Is that a song you like? That is a song I like. Then let's talk about formation. What is it that you love about formation? Um, mostly because of its iconic music video. Very strong black narrative statements. Like 
you see some shots of like stop shooting us against the mall and then my best my favorite lyric which is actually like the last lyric of the song is like the best revenge is your paper always stay gracious best revenge is your paper. yes always stay gracious best revenge is your paper i love that i wrote the same one down yeah yes right like it's iconic so iconic what i like most about this song is that this song isn't necessarily a song for me like as a white woman like this this was a song for black women and i think it empowered black women in such an amazing way and beyonce's always been she's always been somebody who celebrated black culture and so mm-hmm. even in you know even in the song she talks about like how she loves um she loves like her black features and she loves how you know she's raising her daughter to wear her hair natural things like that and like keeping you know like hot sauce in my bag like she's yeah. going back to her roots and she's swag. being yeah <laughs> swag She's just being so proud of it. And I think like Beyonce is forever going to be an advocate for black men and women. She's always going to be kind of like the idol. Even at her homecoming performance, she like played a Malcolm X excerpt and was like, like black, black women are the most targeted, the most vulnerable. They like, they suffer the most. So I feel like the song was kind of like, like a song for for black women for, for black women and yeah. celebrating and like who you are. I think it's a good song. Again, not really like my favorite, but it's just, it, it's it's kind of like the placement of it is kind of funny to me because it's like at the end after the after all night everything. song yes so it's like she's like okay i'm done with that now and now i'm just, now gonna, I'm just gonna be all now it's gonna be badass b again. yeah exactly a uh, big strong song for sure so because you mentioned it already daddy lessons oh gosh that's like in my body you used was atrocious <laughs> um aggressive sorry sorry i did not mean to use that word so I'm, let me, I'm drunk allow me to make a case for this song change my mind it took me a while to love this song. First time I heard it, same as you, I was like, what the fuck? Why is there a country song in this album? Why is there a country song? Why is B doing country? Like, it literally starts off with like, yeehaw. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, hold on. What is happening? But it was the perfect example of somebody like Beyonce doing the unexpected. Because who expe- who expected Beyonce to put out a country song? Yeah, never. Like, same thing with the Jack White song. What? Like, what are you doing? So she just kind of, like, took everybody's expectations of her and, like, threw it away. She was like, no, you know what? You think I'm queen of R&B? Now I'm going to go grunge. Now I'm going to go country. Now I'm going to go experimental. And, like, you're not going to be able to put your finger on me. Like, never. And it's it's a courageous thing to do. And I really respect it. Even sometimes when artists take risks and it doesn't work, I'm like, I respect the fact that you tried like yeah. and, and in this case i i think it worked and here's why because you're not alone in the situation <laughs> carrie also loves this track i See? i, I talked to her on the phone and we were talking about beyonce because i was talking about how i was prepping for it and she's like oh yeah i really like that the country song daddy lessons so i was like okay like i don't like it and then all of a sudden you bring it up and i was like this is this helps with my theory that you two are like twins <laughs> we're twins what i like about it though is that it's th- i like the the parallel in the narrative between beyonce's dad and then Jay and how literally when she grew up and again, like it's it's not like a a true story necessarily because she she talks about like, oh, like, and you know, and then when my dad died, he said, remember, and her dad's still alive. So like it's not like a true representation of what they're like. He's just a cheater. Was. He's just a cheater like JT. Yeah. And he says in the song, too, like when men like me come around, like shoot. And obviously like Beyonce's like anti-gun. She's not going to go shoot people like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like a commentary on how to handle when tough people come into your life. Like, obviously, she's not saying go and shoot people. It's more so just like stand up for yourself. And then Blue Ivy at the end saying good job, B. I'm like, oh, she's I never got that far. (laughs) You never got that far? Well, I don't remember enough because I always skip that song. So you would you not would you ever give this song a second chance, you think? Are you just so against country that you were like, because I don't like country either, but I can get down with this. I don't like country, but the thing is, there's so many other tracks 
on this album that I love that it's just very easy for me to skip daddy lessons because it's not it's not it's not top eight all right all right that's fine I tried to make my case I didn't, <laughs> I didn't turn you but I did my best it's not top eight but I yes but I do appreciate everything that you said about it okay the backstory I appreciate the everything. respect so thank you <laughs> love you appreciate you love you um, appreciate you okay what's another one you like Tiff I actually really like sorry I love sorry right what is it that you like about sorry it has like a great beat the music video is amazing serena is amazing serena williams is in it she's just like you know like so powerful she's just like sitting she's just sitting and kind of grinding and like you know she's got like her amazing body doing her thing doing her Her tennis bod (laughs) her tennis bod seriously that's a tennis bod i do love sorry it's kind of like a poppy bop it's also another bad bitch anthem it is and yeah. like when she talks about like middle fingers up wave him hands high put it in his face, face. tell him, him boy, boy bye <laughs> tell him boy bye yeah boy bye do i sound very out of tune right now because i'm not a singer <laughs> i thought you sounded great i only bought up the song because it's just very catchy it's fun it's like a badass girl song yeah absolutely it's very empowering i mean to use your your word earlier i think empowering is one of the the best words we can use to describe this record it makes me feel okay with like letting out my anger and letting out my aggression and being unapologetic about it the way i picture it is like this is the song that you're gonna play for your girlfriend when she goes through a rough break it breakup where you're like you know what stacy stop crying we're going out like forget forget brian like you don't need him like we're going out right now the lyrics are basically sorry i'm not sorry i'm not sorry i'm never sorry no never sorry because you shouldn't you shouldn't be i'm like things happen like shit happens okay like yeah stacy like yeah like your boyfriend broke up with you but it's not the end of the world we are young and we're gonna go out in toronto and we're gonna have a fun time like like, and then she says too she's like i ain't thinking about you yeah like i'm gonna go out i ain't thinking about you easier said than done though easier said than done it can be also it can be perceived i think in a very surface level where you're like yeah i'm going out i'm not thinking about you but then you're like dancing the whole time and you're like kind of thinking about them as or well then when you're back at home drunk as fuck in your bed and, and you're like, texting thinking about you not texting but like just in our thoughts but you want to text them you can't sleep yeah but then you want to text them yes but I, but then i don't because good for you no i refuse <laughs> i told you strike one you're She's done not sorry. <laughs> i like seeing r-rated beyonce so like for her to like like use the f word i'm a little bit like beyonce oh wow. Oh my you know what i mean just because again in seeing her in interviews i'm like she's so polite and poised and quiet that when she goes into this like bad bitch mode sometimes i need a second to be like oh okay i think sorry hold up and formation are kind of like the big power powerful songs yes. on the record i think i like sorry the best out of all of them um okay i want to talk about all night okay let's talk about all night gotta talk about all night i love that song i put this shit on my date night playlist so quick like literally <laughs> i was like this one's going on there it's just a really super it's a beautiful song beautiful song it. super sensual to me it represents her and jay reconnecting and finally getting back to normal and i'm saying air quotes around normal because it's never going to be i think the same but it's close enough I feel like when I'm when I'm listening to this song, you're almost smiling because you you're listening to the lyrics and you're like, oh my gosh, they're like it's reconciliation. They're like kind of coming to terms with shit, and you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be happy ending. Absolutely. And she says too, she's like, um, uh, at, at the end of the song, she says, "And my torturer became my remedy." Like that's 
blatantly about Jay-Z. Like at, at one time or at this point in time, Jay-Z was her torturer. Like she was feeling so defeated and so like, like disrespected and di- disrespected, kind of lost, like just confused about yeah. like what was happening. Yeah. And that probably did torture her. And then her and Jay reconnecting and working through it got her back to back to normal. And she says the, the bridge like that, that lyric is in the bridge and the whole bridge I think is amazing. And some of the lyrics I just wanted to touch base on here were um, they say true love is the greatest weapon to win the war cured by pain but every diamond has imperfections but my love's too pure to watch it chip away and i think that's everything you need to know about this album where she's like shit's not perfect no matter what you see it's in the not. tabloids it's not perfect you make promises they're not always kept they're they could be broken. And she says that in sandcastles yeah. right every exactly. promise don't work out that this way, way. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> and i think what i really loved about her putting this again she uses at the second last song in the album right before freedom freedom formation right before formation, formation. But she says at the very end, like, oh, how I've missed you, my love. Yes. And it kind of ties back to the end of Pray You Catch Me, which is the first song on the album where she says, what are you doing, my love? Exactly. So it's that contrast between her being like finding out about the cheating and being so frustrated with Jay to I've missed you and like you've come back to me. And now like we're now together. We're now we're good. We together like all night, all night long. <laughs> I love this song. It's a great so song. Good. It is like top eight for me. It's a top eight. I like how you keep Sorry. going back to top eight. Top it's eight like, at eight. Like 92.5. Top eight at eight. Exactly. Kiss 92 FM. But the big question is, would you put this on your date night playlist? All night? Of course. A thousand percent. Right? Yeah. Okay, Tiff. Those were all the ones that I really liked. How about you? Agree. So we might have to switch over. Might have to change our tone to be a little bit more on the negative side. Okay. And we're going to talk about some of the songs we don't like there's not that many though we we gotta we gotta give give some time for the beef okay we're gonna give some time for the beef let's talk about the shittiest one first <laughs> when it's called six inch heels i agree it's it's the worst it's i'm the like worst. six inch heels like no <laughs> i don't need like it's kind of like a stripper all you need to say i feel like it just did not belong in the album it was very like stripper vibes yeah like what was it why, why did it need to be on the album like this was a concept album it was a concept and album it was so and i was turn. confused because you go from sorry to six inch heels now so like you talk about I like so. sorry i'm not sorry and then all of a sudden like now you're in a strip club i don't know like, if it's necessarily a stripper though it's probably i know not. she's got six inch heels on but like it's it's a girl like it's kind of like the donna summer like she works hard for the money like it's kind of a it just seemed like based on the lyrics i just sounded very strippery to me and i was like i don't understand this does not belong in the song this does not belong in the album i don't like the song with the weekend six inch heels no <laughs> really you tip you don't like this song <laughs> i skip it every single time i don't really know the words after like, sorry goodbye like i'm literally skipping and then i'm like oh shit it's daddy listens uh, also not good and then i skip three in a row i skip six inch heels daddy listens and love drought so love drought was gonna be my next one that i want to talk about it it's kind of got like this like trippy like do 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 like yes. at the vibe at the beginning and i'm like okay okay okay, okay yes and then i'm like well and like the song as a whole is very um it doesn't have many levels it doesn't really change it's a little bit one note for me it doesn't fit there's there's something about concept albums where i'm like if you're gonna make a whole album and you're gonna commit to it and you're gonna make an hbo special about it make sure every song has a purpose yeah but she also you know what hey at the end of it she's like committed like she says i don't care about the lights or the beams spend my life in the dark for the sake of you and me like throughout this whole album even when she's pissed even in hold up and whatever story she's still like i hate you so much in this moment but god damn it if i don't (laughs) stay with you man i got respect i got mad respect for b you do too yeah okay tiff so we've talked about the songs we love Mm -hmm. we've talked about the songs we don't like we drank some sweet whiskey lemonades two and a i think i've had two and a half i think you've had two and a half and i've had two three 
No. No, definitely less than me because you still have so a two. full glass right here. This is, I'm hosting. I am on hosting duty. She's on, she's only drank one out of two. No, I did not. You had the There's one. There's like 75% of this left. This I've drank the- one and a quarter. Okay, fine. I'm still feeling it, okay? I'm still allowed to, I'm still allowed to call my <laughs> podcast Kira Gets Drunk because she's tipsy. What I'd like to do at this point in the podcast is we always give the album a rating at the end of the day. So we've been drinking our sweet whiskey lemonade. So Tiff, if you could offer up your final thoughts on lemonade as, lemonade as a whole and give it a rating out of five sweet whiskey lemonades. Can you hit me with that at this moment? I can. I will rate Beyonce's lemonade four out of five sweet whiskey lemonades however i would like to add an extra shot of whiskey but it's up to you how you want to interpret that extra shot point two point four it's not it's not point five let me tell you that it's like between let's call it let's call it two out of ten shots that are two out of eight shots that are in the drink so a quarter okay Actually, let's let's rate it four point one because now I'm just remembering how I rated Frank Ocean. She she's a four point one versus Frank's four point five. So my final thoughts on this album is I believe that this will forever be the definitive work of Beyonce. And although there were the songs I didn't love, so we talked about Six Inch, we talked about Love Drought. I can still really appreciate the artistry behind it. Where I struggle with giving her a full five would be if the entire album. So we talk, in episode six, we talked about Black Parade and My Chemical Romance. Completely different genre from Beyonce, but Gerard way. Love me some Gerard. But thematic in the same sense where it did center around um, a story being told. And with that album, I felt like uh, it was more purposeful. So to throw in songs like Six Inch and Love Drought, where I felt like it didn't necessarily... And daddy Lessons. <laughs> no, not Daddy Lessons. <laughs> and Daddy Lessons. <laughs> Terrible. But Sorry. where it didn't necessarily belong to me, you can't call it a concept record. So I, I'm going to give her a four and a half. Oh, snap. I'm going to give her a four and a half. I thought it was a very well thought out, almost near perfect executed album and visual album and i'm just really happy like to have listened to it honestly it makes me feel i i was i was going out on a date the other night and i was really really nervous for it and i was listening to this record in, in preparation for the pod and it made me feel so confident like yes. it actually made confident me feel better. pride like prideful empowered yeah as like a woman like it made me just feel like no like girl like you got this i do appreciate her for the yes for the girl power yeah but. absolute girl power like spice girls on crack <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, that brings us to the end. That brings us to the end. We're like super drunk on a Thursday night right before Christmas. Right before work tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be Friday tomorrow. We're going to roll up. Last day of work. We can do this. And then it's Christmas. Tiff, thank you so much for coming back. Um, Can't thank you enough for you coming on the podcast when uh, I literally had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And now look at us. Ten episodes later. Right. So advanced. I just want to say I I appreciate you and I appreciate how much you've progressed from episode two till 12. Is it now? massive progress literally Thank from you. like from getting drunk zero on to hero like you know that hercules movie <laughs> zero to hero and no zero time to flat hero. i don't even know how the song goes but you know what i'm talking about yeah zero to hero and no time flat exactly zero to hero just like that exactly kiara is zero to hero from episode two to twelve thanks tiff i appreciate it and for all of our listeners out there happy holidays hope you guys have an amazing christmas a happy new year and we will see you in 2020 see you in 2020 see you next year See you next year. The best dad joke of the fucking year.